This week on the Xander Effect, the band Laced in Blue joins me and we talk about their biggest hits and what's up next for them. I also feature their music video Wake Up. All of this, plus this week in entertainment, sports, and video games starts right now. everyone and welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host Xander Dames. In entertainment news, the Star Wars script to the new movie uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker was almost leaked apparently according to some reports and it was all um, John Boyega's fault actually. He accidentally according to an interview he accidentally left uh, the script underneath his bed and he says that it was part of it. It was like during a transitional uh, phase when he was trying to move out of his apartment. And he also mentioned that he had partied a little too much and left uh, the script underneath his bed. Uh, apparently, a, a cleaning person came in to clean the, the, you know, his place up, found the script, didn't know what the script was about. This is the crazy part. Didn't know what the script was about. And decided to put it up on eBay for like 65 cents or something like that. It was a very, very low amount um, because they didn't know what, what it was about. So they uh, eventually, you know, uh, network or uh, um, the producers and the studio execs found out about uh, the leak and they immediately scrambled to go ahead and find the script immediately from eBay or actually get it pulled off of eBay before somebody, uh, before somebody bought it. And uh, that was a scary situation, but it, it comes to like one of those one of those things where it's like you need to be more responsible with something this big. I mean, this movie is the last installment of the Star Wars saga. Um, you know, it's the final one. More than likely, there won't be any. There won't be any more made right now. The Mandalorian is on Disney Plus, so that's kind of a spinoff to uh, the Bounty Hunter. You know, the Bounty Hunter stories. And so this actual movie is not gonna is not gonna continue any longer. This is it. To have this script be out there in the middle of nowhere, like you know, for somebody to like go ahead and spoil it, that's a pretty big deal. Because I mean, let's let's be real here. This is something that a lot of Star Wars fans have been looking forward to. There's been a lot of rumors, a lot of different speculations on what's going on, what's going to happen, uh, the Emperor coming back. There's been rumors saying that that uh, Daisy Ridley's character, uh, you know, she's she's you know she's uh, she is. Um, 
family, like her, the Emperor is a part of her family line, you know, the, her character Ray. So there's a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, mysteries that are going on. So why ruin the mystery? I mean, you know, there's no point in ruining the mystery by, you know, putting the script out there and letting everybody see it. That's a huge, huge spoiler. So, you know, actors need to be careful on, you know, where they go ahead and place some top secret scripts. Otherwise, it's going to ruin it for the rest of, you know, for the rest of, you know, uh, for the for the for the for the audience. And nobody wants that. In other entertainment news, Gabrielle Gabrielle Union was fired from America's Got Talent. Uh, but according to her, she was fired because she had complained to uh, the network about a, to quote, toxic environment. Uh, and many people, like, there was a lot of speculation as to why she got fired. But ever since her firing, there have been cer certain things that have come to light. So, like, for example, uh, producers would tell her that, America would not get behind a 10-year-old African-American rapper. And that, you know, that's something that was a pretty serious, uh, serious allegation. Uh, and then another, another thing that came to light was Simon Cowell smoking, that <clears throat> he actually smoked indoors, which is, all, which is illegal to do anyway here in, because uh, uh, America's Got Talent gets uh, shot here in Hollywood. And uh, it's illegal to smoke indoors in anywhere, really, you know, unless it's a designated smoking area. And he was doing it indoors, and that's he couldn't do that, but he was allowed to because he's the creator of AGT. And so I guess he got away with certain things. The smoking would trigger Gabrielle's, uh, you know, allergies to smoke, and he wouldn't care. He really wouldn't care. Plus, there was so many other things that happened, you know, with that situation. And eventually, Gabrielle decided to go ahead and, you know, just say goodbye and, well, actually, they she didn't say goodbye. They, they fired her, which is uh, which that led to a lot of things uh, being addressed, including what I just mentioned, the two, the two things, plus many other things that are coming to light as well. In the wake of this dismissal, a lot of celebrities uh, have been backing Gabrielle in Twitter, one of which began with Ellen Pompeo. And she tweeted, it's unfortunate that at NBC, the same network that protected disgusting men like Matt Lauer and punished women for speaking out or not putting up with it, has not changed their practices or culture. I support at It's Gabrielle U commitment to speaking up to injustice. It takes courage. More Twitter, more, more tweets of, of support continued on with Jamila Jamil saying, I am lucky to work with really good people at, at NBC. And I'm sad and angry to know this has been going on in the same network. I stand with at It's Gabrielle You all the way. They should bring her back with a big raise and above and remove Simon Cowell in, at Simon Cowell instead. Another tweet from Sophia Bush. Read this thread. Ask why it's hard for women in this industry to challenge the GD system at It's Gabrielle You, you have always been a real one, an advocate, a teller of truths. Thank you for sticking to your guns. You are an inspiration, and I love you. 
like her, like all these all these people going to Gabrielle's uh, aid and backing her and supporting her. Gabrielle felt you know overwhelmed by this, so she tweeted out, "So many tears, so much gratitude. Thank you. Just when you feel lost, adrift, alone, you got me up off the ground, humbled and thankful forever." So, at this point. Obviously, Gabrielle and AGT have parted ways, not in a very amicable amicable manner, mind you, but this is something that hopefully will be like the the allegations and everything hopefully is going to be investigated and eventually it's going to be taken care of with disciplinary action. As far as Simon Cowell is concerned... Who knows if they'll be able to remove him from AGT. I mean, the guy's kind of a jerk. There's been rumors about him being kind of a jerk, especially towards women. And so this is something that, that at this point, is, it's going to be a tricky situation for, for NBC to remove him, seeing as he is the creator. But hey, if Disney was able to remove you know, the Sons of Anarchy creator, Kurt Sutter... I'm sure that NBC is going to be able to remove Simon Cowell as well. So we'll see how all that transpires over the next months. And, uh, you know, we'll keep uh, updated with that. In other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to interview a really up-and-coming band by the name of Laced in Blue. And, man, their sound is amazing. Their sound is absolutely, like, really cool, really funky. And, well, why am I talking through all this? Why don't you go ahead and check out the interview? So I have on the Xander Effect, Laced in Blue, band members from the late from the band Laced in Blue. I have Kaylee Robin, Jerry Valley, and Will Smith on the Xander Effect. How are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> what's, what's going on? It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood because it's cloudy and everything. So finally, the seasons are starting to actually, we're starting to see the seasons now. Yes. Yeah, chilly. Oh, yeah. It's so, really like when all the leaves change. Right, exactly. You know, this is California, so it's kind of weird that we actually get to see a season here. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> I mean, it's weird to actually bitch and complain the fact that, like, that we're living in a state that's, like, 75 degrees year-round. All the time. But still, <laughs> you know, I kind of would like to see it. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of the rain. And I was just saying the other day, like, I hate when people complain about the rain in California. Like, we need the fucking rain. Are you kidding yeah, me? We really do. We really, really do. So, well, glad to have all of you here. And I uh, just wanted to go ahead and say, Matt, I love your guys' music. Your music is amazing. Uh, it, I was trying to uh, pinpoint exactly what what where i heard the sound before and at first when i first heard it it sounded a little bit uh, like sublime-ish but then it totally switched around the sound was completely different and i'm I'm still trying to pinpoint where exactly what kind of sound it is so how would you describe your sound to be like i i personally i feel like it, it is a combination of many different genres and a, a lot of different sounds and even with our four song ep you do hear that each song is sort of different, has a different feel, different vibe, a different sound. And I think that that's what's about it. You know, I think like it's bluesy, it's alternative, it's rock, it's, I don't know. Guys, help me out here. Like, how do we- <laughs> I think it's, I like to call it progressive heavy blues. There we you go. Know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's blues sounds and fair. it's heavy and it's progressive and new. And it's kind of sounds like something you've heard before, but. You can't quite put your finger on it. And that's exactly how I felt when I when I was uh, listening to it. I was like, I was like, okay, 
where where have I heard this? I've heard this before, but I haven't heard this before. So it's like you guys start screwing with people's heads from the very beginning. <laughs> yes. Apparently. So so how did so how did how long have you guys uh, been together as a band? How long has this band been together? Uh it's been it's been quite a while now. I want to say like Jerry and I started working on music four or five years ago, I feel like, and maybe as a whole band, it's probably been about three or four years now. Wow. Like, are you guys uh, it's fair to say yeah <laughs> yeah that seems about right we all, <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it was a little blurry at the beginning you know here like there are moments that we don't even know if we were even there well yeah, yeah. it kind of happened and the next thing you know it was like hey we're in a band it was like sweet and then we're playing and the next thing we're playing like the Troubadour. <laughs> it's amazing. It's been awesome. It's been really fun. Well, that's really cool. So yeah. let's, I want to go ahead and start off with you, Kaylee. How did you get into music to begin with? Um, well, I mean, obviously, well, maybe it's not obvious, but I feel like everybody loves music. So getting into music was like, since I was a child, just like most normal people, <laughs> I've always enjoyed music. Um, but personally, when it comes down to singing and getting into a band, that didn't happen until about five years ago. <laughs> I didn't even sing until this is my first band. It's like in the same year that I discovered I could sing, I was in a band and it's been really awesome. So it kind of just snuck up on me, it just sort of happened. So this wasn't exactly planned that you wanted to actually be a singer or anything like that, or ever saw yourself as the lead singer of a I band? I had no clue this was gonna happen, but I always thought it'd be really cool to be able to sing because I could never sing growing up. Like I tried choir and I'd try to sing and like people would be like, listen, just don't. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> well, they they should eat their words because you have an awesome voice. So <laughs> it took a lot. Well, it's all those choir people, all those choir people, they, they kind of think, you know, when I was in high school, they always thought that they were holier than thou. And it's like, no, you're not. You're, yeah, you're not, a, you're, not you're not Backstreet Boys. You know, you need yeah, to sit down. Didn't learn via training. I didn't have that. I just started singing one day. It was like, it felt good. I felt like I needed to sing. And I started singing and I started, I was like, to be honest, I was going through like some like pain and like heartache. And it was like, I was found myself alone a lot. And so I was like listening to all the sad songs. And I was like, oh, if only I could sing them. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try. You know, I'm in the car, nobody's around. That's <laughs> the, well, that's the best time. That's the best time to actually sing is when you're like depressed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not bad actually. And um, my mom heard me singing and was like, oh my God, I was probably like 25 or 26 or something. And she was like, I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck? Like, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I can't, leave me alone. And she like made me sing at an open mic night. And like after that, it was just kind of like a domino got pushed and all of a sudden I'm in a band. <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, and you're doing and you're doing fantastic, but no lead singer is complete without her bandmates. Let's go with you, Jerry. You know, you mm -hmm. are what 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 position you're, are you in the band? Like, I, like if it's a team or something. What is a team? But I mean, <laughs> what <laughs> instrument do you play in the band? Is what I'm trying to say. Well, in this team, I guess I play guitar and bass. Me and Will switch off. So. Oh, okay. Okay. So how did songs. You, how did you get into like? How did you get uh, connected? You know, with with uh, Kaylee. You know, how did you you two begin? I mean, you know, you're playing that instrument. How did you get into music to begin with? Let's start with that um i think it was mutual friends just um they were jamming one night and she came over 
and I was jamming and then we ended up she's like oh you want to play your show I believe randomly and I was like yeah I was like sure and then I think she we exchanged numbers and hit me up a couple days later and we played uh what was the first show we played uh the ascend expo it was at the la convention center yeah yeah so nice. they opened up nice and yeah, and, cool. and have you always been playing like have you always like uh been in in music oh yeah i've been playing since i was like probably 10 11 you know i think it runs in the family a little bit richie valens is like my third cousin or something wow something like that so that's my claim to fame that, you know, you've been playing since, you know, you were a kid. I mean, did you always want to be, you know, in a band? Did you always want to actually, like, go further, you know, as far as, you know, become something, you know, more than what you were? Yeah, I think for a long time. I think everyone has that childhood dream. And I learned, like, a lot of rage and, you know, Metallica, all the greats growing up, you know, Randy Rhodes. And I think that um, floats over into our music. Um, but I think I lost sight of trying to be that person for a few years until I found them. And then it's like actual reality. And you're like, holy shit, <laughs> this is growing into something that could possibly be that. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. And Will, how do you fall into all this? I mean, you're the other, you're the other bassist. I mean, what other instruments do you play with the band? Uh, mostly just guitar. Um, I do play some harmonica and, I can play trombone and saxophone, but we've never actually taken advantage of that. Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really our sound. How did you, have you, obviously you've been playing instruments for a while. Obviously you play more than once. When did this passion start for you? Cause I'm sure it's a passion for all of you. Well, I, uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, but I was fortunate to have a house full of instruments. Um, but nobody in my house played them. So I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't have the internet and I just kind of messed around. And then at some point my mom said something like, nobody's ever gonna wanna listen to you try to pick through a Grateful Dead song for 20 minutes. And I was like, I think I was about maybe 10. And I was like, yeah, I should probably learn how to play this guitar. So, <laughs> so then I started actually trying to learn how to play it. And I, I tried really hard for a while to be a, a shredder and to play fast and like everybody else. And, and I, I feel like I got I got kind of good at it, but it just never it was never like my thing. So I just kind of said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do what I want to do and play the way that I play." And it's uh, I think I could probably play maybe three to four cover songs at the drop of a hat. Most guitar players could play a lot more than that, but I've just <laughs> I don't I just don't care. I'm like I just I don't know. It's Thing. do my thing it's fun you know and learn to play i think being you know learning to play with other musicians is, is probably <laughs> at least or more important than you know learning to play your instrument well because once you can play it it's like well you got to play with other people now you know uh oh lost jerry again <laughs> jerry stop doing that <laughs> Back oh shit and there he goes again. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. Well, Hi, Jerry. Well, well, I mean, it's so you know, sensitive. Well, well, that's 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 cool though. How did how did you get like how did you end up getting linked with them in this band? Well, I was in a, I was in another band in Long Beach uh, that uh... wasn't 
going where I wanted it to. So I left and I, I think I knew, I knew Jerry, we jammed together a couple of times. We were like mutual friends with like another drinking buddy. And he'd been like, Jerry had been trying to get a hold of me because he was looking for somebody to play bass in this, this band that he was starting with Kaylee. And he finally ran into our mutual friend at the bar and was like, Hey, give me Will's number. And he sent me a text and he was like, you want to join a band? And I think I was like, fuck yeah. And that's, uh, fuck yeah. But, but yeah, I was supposed to be the bass player, but I didn't have a bass at the time. So I just kind of showed up with my guitar and tried to play some, you know, bass like riffs on my guitar. And eventually Kaylee was like, maybe we should get a bass player. <laughs> that's a concept. That's, that's actually a very good concept right there. So, yeah, and now uh, now we've come full circle, and, and Jerry and I switch off on bass, and you know it's fun, and it's it's actually something I've I've grown to really appreciate as an instrument, and more more than just you know the the link between rhythm and and melody. Everybody always tells you, right? Of course. Well, that's well, that's really cool. So we're we're getting close to the end of 2019, going into 2020. What, how's this year been treating all of you? Woo, this one's been a doozy. <laughs> what's been, well, what's been a doozy about it? What's been going on? What's, what are the craziest things that have happened to you this year so far? Obviously, you guys have been like, you know, shelling out music like it's a freaking factory, you know? So, I mean, what's, what's going on? What's, like, what are we expected to see at the end of 2019 going into 2020? Well, I feel like we started off this year like super strong, like running out the gates. It was, uh, we had a lot of shows. We were playing a lot of live shows. We did one of our final shows. We did um, the Troubadour. And when I say final shows, it's because I went on a, a road trip that was like two months long. So like, it was pretty cool, but it did like uh, create an impact. It was very interesting, the ripple that it caused, but um, we had a whole a whole lot of we did some recording right before. We've got all sorts of stuff lined up. But you know, when it comes to music, the process of like releasing everything and getting everything finished and ready and like where you can put it on the internet, it's a process. <laughs> so we're still dealing with that right now. So hopefully by 2020, boom, we can do it again. Come out the door running, have everything ready to go, get those big shows lined up again. Only this time we play the whole summer instead of me going on a road trip because I don't need to do that again. It was, it was definitely an interesting year. Uh, I mean, you know, we had some lineup changes at the beginning of the year and that's when Jerry and I decided to take over playing bass. I mean, we, we've been through a couple of bass players and yeah, I guess we've just had bad luck. Um, and you know, some people worked out and some people didn't. And then, you know, just life gets in the way and, and people got to, people got to make choices. And I mean, we've, it's, it's been a real challenge. I mean, you know, when you're, you play guitar for 20 years and then somebody hands you a bass and you're like, Oh, it's the same, right? It's not the same. It's really hard. And I mean, you can, you, you can be a bass player that just sounds like a guitar player who's playing the bass. And, you know, I bet you most people aren't going to notice, but you know, that's, it's really been, uh, it's been challenging, you know, just, but, but also, really kind of liberating to say all right well we've got to make do and we've got to make something new that's better than what we had before with less and 
Yeah, that's a good lesson to learn, I think, as a band. Because if you can't, you know, if you can't take that kind of uh, adversity in stride and then turn it into something better than what you had before, I mean, you know, what are you doing? You know, it's just, it's never, it's not, it's not all going to be easy, you know, you got to be able to work with that stuff and move past it, you know. And that's the kind of stuff that, that really makes for good, I mean, that, you know, that you can mine artistically. It's those for the frustration and all the emotions that go along with that kind of a setback. It's like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that people want to hear, you know. I feel like right. definitely you guys handled that very well, I want to say, because, I mean, after getting to having a bass player for a whole year and learning all the songs and rewriting all the songs to have two guitars and then suddenly, boom, no bass player. And you guys fucking pulled it off. <laughs> you pulled it off. And we, like I said, like we hit the ground running and it was like, it was good, but it was like, we did need that moment to like, okay, now we have to reassess. Let's really figure this out. Let's really figure out our sound. Let's really get some writing. And now we have bass solos. Bass solos. <laughs> now, Kayla, you said you went on a road trip here. Let's go back to that for a second. Yeah. We had trips planned to Costa Rica already planned out anyway. <laughs> We're already planning on going on surf trips and like all this stuff. So I was like, okay, while you guys are gone, this is while I'll do my road trip. My road trip just was a little longer than their trips. <laughs> That's all. But I did oh. come back. No, of course. No, no, of course. <laughs> but my but the thing is what, what I was gonna ask, you guys take advantage of that time to maybe work on your music, work on some more mute like uh, some more lyrics. I mean, you know, that's pretty much what I'm wondering at, at that point. I yeah, think when, when Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. No, I think it was I think it was actually refreshing because we had been working personally, I can speak for myself, uh, the last three years, you know, as hard as we could and constantly practicing and playing shows and writing and whatnot, everything involved. And <clears throat> finally when we had a break for a month or so, it was like wasn't so much pressure as to what th this weekend is going to bring you know musically it was like oh i could finally breathe and relax and you know refreshed and when we got back together after it i it felt it felt great like it like refreshed us basically it was it was great well would you agree with that yeah i mean i i used the uh i used the two months to, to basically learn how to play bass and uh find a sound that worked for me that you know that sounded like me and i was like I couldn't have done that if I had had to also play a gig every every weekend and have band practice twice a week and you know it was it was a it definitely a, it was nice to have that time to 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 you know sit back and focus on building up the fundamentals so that when we come back you know we have a solid foundation to to build on you know well see so so it's almost like it's almost like when kids are at school the entire year and then summer break comes around, they get that time to relax, to go ahead and refresh, reset everything. And then when summer break is over, it's time to go back to school. They are so happy to see their friends again. They're so happy to like, it's like, you know, back, back at it again. Let's do this. Let's go ahead. We're ready to go. Fresh minds, fresh everything. Let's go at it. So that's the way I'm hearing it. That's pretty much how this this whole thing happened with all three of you actually you know you all three of you needed that time off to kind of reset and refresh you know what you could go ahead and do in the upcoming months in the future as well um you have another you have pretty much two singles that are ready to come out which is do what i want and wake up 
How is that going? They're almost ready. They're almost ready. But like, you know, the, techni the technical things we have to like still work out with the music. And um, I think we just want to make sure everything's really perfect. And we'd like to do a music video for these. So like, we want to make sure that that's ready too. So we're not going to rush it. We're not going to rush it. You can still hear the song, obviously, when we have our live video, like our live music that has been recorded. And you can still come to shows and hear us. But once we get that all perfected, like I can't, I can't put a promise date out there yet. Because we want to like again, like line up those dominoes. So when we hit that one, it's bump, 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 and we're ready for it. You know, so the big picture is ready. So, uh, I mean, I'm really excited about it. They're pretty close. I don't know what you guys think. I feel like uh, we've been working really hard on those songs. Those are, um, I think those are gonna be really fun. I like that direction. I feel like we should go in that direction more. Like, I think we're really finding our sound. Um, yeah, they're super fun to play. That's for sure. I think we get good, good responses from people at the live shows. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Like I said, I, saw, I I listened to some of your music on YouTube, and I also watched uh, some of the live shows. Seems like you guys have a great energy, you know, that you bring to the stage, and you you know you kind of feed off of the crowd, you know, of, off of their energy as well to be able to play the way you do. Um, as far as lyrics are concerned. Who who is who are do all of you write the music or is it one of you particular that writes the music? Um I write the I've written all the lyrics so far. The guys write everybody kind of writes the part. You know, like it's sort of like we start off with a big jam sesh almost, you know, and we build. Or like, somebody brings in a riff and we, yeah. and we you know, it's like somebody brings in a piece of meat and we, you know, make a soup out of it. <laughs> <laughs> meat soup i like it meats you know beef stew there you go yeah. <laughs> so 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 kaylee since you write the lyrics where does your inspiration come from to write these types of lyrics uh all over the place i don't know i um life <laughs> i mean life we all experience life right there's like so many different components of life that can i guess aid or assist in writing lyrics most of it is like when it came down to the lyrics, I had to start getting very specific because um, my own personal beliefs, I, I feel mantra and words and music and everything is very powerful. And over the years of singing sad, like love songs and blues songs and writing these songs, it was almost like these curses and I was cursing myself, you know, like I was singing it and I was like reliving it and reliving it. And I had to kind of like start changing the way I wrote my music. So I could spare myself that cycle, that endless cycle, you know, and you can even ask Jerry, there are a couple songs we've recorded and had finished. And I said, I can't sing this song anymore. And he's like, um, well, why not? Everybody really likes that song and it's already recorded and it's ready to go. And I was like, I can't, I can't sing the song anymore, Jerry. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> it was like, it's making me crazy. Like the lyrics himself were like, I can't control what's happening in my head. And it was just like, the lyrics were so intense in that where I literally started reliving the feeling that I got when I first wrote those lyrics. And I was like, I can't sing the song anymore. And we, we 86 it. It's gone. It's somewhere, somewhere, but it's, we don't play it. It's felt. It's pretty much on the show somewhere. It, you know, and so a lot of the songs. I want to find that one. <laughs> it's not bad. I actually listened to it. <laughs> it's actually a good song. And I remembered exactly why. 
I was like, hey, it's pretty good. And I was like, nope, this is exactly why. Nope, I'm not singing this song. <laughs> I remembered again immediately. I started to feel it again. Like, nope, don't want to feel that. But uh, with the new songs, I feel like um, I'm a lot more conscious about it. You know, I understand because all the songs that we've played, I've had to change some of the lyrics in as they've grown and as they develop. Just like they're changing some of their parts and like adding different things to the solos and, you know, maybe making the drum beats a little different, you know, like as we wrote the songs, I was also doing the songs too, lyrically, um, to like always provide that escape at the end of the song so you're not caught in that cycle. So, and, and you know what? I think a lot of people would feel the same way as well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's just, it's part of life. And so that's why, you know, life is an inspiration in and of itself to inspire uh, any type of music or any type of art for that matter. So many artists take a lot of their life experiences, a lot of the things that they've, you know, had to endure, you know, throughout their own personal, you know, uh, through, throughout their own personal lives that they decide to express it in an art form. You obviously have figured a way to express it in your own art form, which sounds amazing. Um, you know, and then you combine it with the music that these gentlemen provide as well. That's just a great combination for all of you. Right now, I'd like to thank all of you again, you know, Laced in Blue, lead singer Kaylee Robin, bassist Will Smith, and bassist Jerry Valley. Thank you all for being on the Xander Effect. I look forward to having you again very soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Thank you. See you, Xander. so much laced and blue pleasure having you on the xander effect hope i get to have you guys again here very soon in sports jerry jones not firing coach jason garrett even after they lost against uh buffalo against the buffalo bills uh this past week 26 to 15 basically jerry jones quoted saying it's a downer of course, you know, I mean, your team was doing well, but now it's six and six in the league. So it's a very difficult, uh, it's a very difficult time, especially since you want your team to get into the playoffs. And even in the playoffs, you got to go ahead and make it through so that way you can make it to the Super Bowl. But the way they're playing, the way they're being coached, the way Justin Garrett's been coaching them, it's left a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of Cowboys fans with, you know, wondering, okay, is this guy going to continue on? Are we going to continue with a losing season? Now, everybody had speculation that Jerry was going to fire uh, Jason after last week's loss against uh, uh, New England, the New England Patriots, 13-9 loss. And Jerry had a few choice words to say, uh, you know, not naming Jason directly, but definitely around the realm of, okay, pretty much this is a coaching problem in a post interview, leading many people to believe that, you know, that Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, was going to go ahead and get rid of Jason Garrett. That's not the case. But who know at this point, who knows what Jerry's actually thinking? 
there might be, you know, there might be, uh, there might be politics involved in it. Who knows? Uh, at this point, there is no real word, and there are no, there, there's no, um, there's no uh, hint that uh, that Jason's gonna get fired. Uh, as the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but if he keeps on losing, they might have to, you know, figure something out. Jerry Jones probably looks at it as we've only lost, you know, we've only lost a few games. We're kind of tied half and half right now. Let's see how the rest of the season goes. It's not like you know what happened with uh, McCarthy with McCarthy and the Packers that they fired him before the season's out. It's possible that they may want Jason to finish out the season and then. Over the offseason, that's when they're going to go ahead and get rid of them and put in a new coach. So that way, the, the the Cowboys can go ahead and figure out new chemistry and figure things out from there. Who knows what's going to happen with the, with the Dallas Cowboys at this point? We got to wait and see. In other uh, sports news, CM Punk was absent in this week's WWE backstage. He decided not to join the rest of the analysts because, hmm... Coincidentally, Triple H was uh, the uh, the interviewee in this week's uh, uh, WWE backstage. Now, we know that CM Punk has had friction with the McMahon family. This includes Triple H, Paul Levesque, uh, since he got he got let go a few years ago, and. It's a lot of people were very, very excited to have him be on there. I mean, when Fox announced that Triple H was going to be on WWE backstage, basically Fox tweeted tomorrow on hashtag WWE backstage at Triple H joins the crew from the at WWE PC after the success of at WWE NXT at hashtag Survivor Series we're sure he has a lot to say catch at WWE backstage at 11pm Eastern on at FS1 one Twitter Twitter follower uh, uh, by the name of at Chris Morse Jr. said is at CM Punk on this episode? Please say yes. Now, obviously, he, we all wanted to see that as well, to see what kind of interaction the two would have since they haven't really spoken since uh, CM Punk got fired. At WWE on Fox tweeted back saying he will not be. Gee, I wonder why. Now, many people don't know this, but as I always say, on on the Xander effect is in, you know this is this is these are some headlines in case you haven't heard it. Um, CM Punk is actually not uh, contracted with WWE. They're, he's actually contracted with Fox and with FS1. So that's the reason why he was able to come back the way he did. Uh, more than likely against Vince McMahon's wishes because. Obviously, there's still friction there be- between the two. And Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, is, you know, uh, married to Stephanie McMahon. So he's a part of the McMahon family as well. Obviously, there's going to be friction there, too. So basically what happened was that uh, as, as far as rumors go, CM Punk was contracted by FS1, not WWE. That's why he was able to come back. FS1 basically told Vince McMahon, this is going to happen whether you want it to or not. Because Vince McMahon has little to no power with the WWE backstage at this point. um, Because Fox went ahead and partnered up with them. They're pretty much calling a lot of the shots now, not Vince McMahon. 
So because of that, CM Punk was able to come back the way he was. Obviously, they're not going to want any type of friction or any type of drama just yet. That's probably the reason why they didn't have CM Punk on WWE backstage when they were interviewing Triple H. Uh, it's it's a very crazy situation because, you know, I mean, if if obviously fences could only always be mended between the two. If Hulk Hogan was able to testify in front of a grand jury against Vince McMahon and they were able to, you know, they were able to shake hands and be okay with each other again, water under the bridge, he was able to come back. He then went ahead and said a racial slur you know, that made made it into the public eye, was let go from WWE again, and then came back again? I'm sure CM Punk could always come home to WWE. However, there are a lot of wrestlers backstage that are not too happy with uh, CM Punk's return, one of which who has been very vocal about it has been Seth Rollins. Seth, I'm sorry, excuse me, Seth Rollins, which tweeted when CM Punk came back saying, fight me. Now, CM Punk's response to this was get off Twitter. That was his advice to uh to that was his advice to Seth Rollins and that was his response to what Seth Rollins said in his tweet. Now, they went ahead and interviewed Seth Rollins over the weekend for uh for for uh the Survivor Series before the Survivor Series. And Seth's response Seth's response to CM Punk was plain and simple you know, you 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 bat, pretty much badmouth the company that put food on your table. You're you're badmouthing my company, the company that I love, that has given me so much. I'm not going to allow that. You know, and I'm going to be vocal about it. And if you got something, uh, if you got a problem with it, let's settle it in the ring. Now, is this some sort of an angle that WWE is trying to push on CM Punk to get him back in the ring? Is this something that Fox told Vince McMahon would be good for ratings and good for business? Who knows? We don't know. I mean, anything could happen with with WWE, especially now that Fox is pulling the strings. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, it's yet to find out. We'll see what happens in the near future, if anything. In video game news, Call of Duty has a brand new download uh, DLC that's coming out December 3rd. Now, this DLC will include new maps, multiplayer modes, guns, and Spec Ops missions. On a recent In a recent tweet... They went into detail as to what exactly they're going to be including in this December 3rd update, which will be the content roadmap shows basically, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be the maps will include crash, vacant, and shipment in multiplayer, cargo, atrium, and unspecified additional maps in 2v2 gunfight, and port in ground war mode. Now, the the guns that they will be showing in this new update... Actually, I'm sorry, excuse me. There's also other modes, too. There's three modes in multiplayer. Reinforced, Gunfight, OSP, and Infected will be in multiplayer. Uh, Spec Ops will get Bomb Squad, Grounded, Pitch Black, Just Reward, and much more. There are also two new guns included, which are the Ram 7 and the Holger 26. All of these are absolutely free because, as you well know, 
Activision announced this at the very beginning, right when they announced the release of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They said that all content will be free. There are no more season passes. Those are gone for uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So everything is absolutely free to all players on all platforms, PS4, PC, and Xbox One. All of this will be available December 3rd. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome little uh, little update that they got going on. Another game that has an update coming out is Apex Legends. Their update basically involves uh, the, 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 are, um, the, the level cap is going higher. It's going from 100 to 500. And the way they're doing this, uh, this level cap, the, system, the way this level cap system will work, is that every 10 levels, you level up. So uh, it starts off at 110. At 110, it goes all the way to 500. And every 10 levels, when you when you level up, you get uh, special packs, and you also get charms and uh, for your guns, and also uh, badges that come with it too. Uh, but on top of this, uh, on top of this update as well, there's plenty more in the Apex Legends uh, uh, DLC that uh, well. All you Apex Legends players are just going to have to find out December 3rd. That's it for the Xander Effect. I leave you now with Laced in Blue's music video, Wake Up. We'll see you next time. To wrap my mind around things, it all feels like a dream. I wonder what it all means. Sometimes inside. Slowing down does just fine Stop and take a look from another
thanks a lot for watching this episode of the Xander Effect. Now, if you like this video or any of my other videos, here's a couple right here. See, right here, right here. Go ahead and click on those to view some of my past videos and make sure to subscribe because it's awesome. See you next time on the Xander Effect. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram.